0: Hello and welcome to the Success Unscrambled podcast where coaches who are not quite ready to hire a team can learn sufficient skills in tech, marketing and systems to bring their business forward and become profitable enough to make their first hire. Let's get started with your host, Alverne Bollard. Hello and you're very welcome to this episode. This is Alverne and today we'll be looking at how to launch an online course, The Ultimate Guide, a checklist included. So the story is starts with Sandra, a 25-year-old chef working at a local restaurant. She is known amongst her peers and customers as the genius behind the recipe. To Sandra, cooking goes beyond simply heating up a collection of ingredients. It is an art that she's perfected over the years. She loves cooking and is passionate about her craft. Through her experience and networking within the culinary world, Sandra meets a man named Kyle the owner of a five-star restaurant downtown who loved the cinnamon roll Sandra's restaurant is famous for. Wanting to learn more about her and her style of cooking, Kyle offers her a lead role in the culinary, online culinary courses he manages for international students. Sandra began nurturing this idea of developing a course and selling it to people like Kyle and his students stationed all over the world. As Sandra considers making Her first course, she realises that there is a lot she doesn't know about how to create one. Her knowledge of successful online course creation is not at the same level compared with her knowledge of cooking. It's clear that there are many people like Sandra, armed with the perfect potential to excel in creating courses online, but lacking the basic knowledge required to launch their course content onto the internet or into the world, the world wide web, for of a better way, in the best way possible. Here's how to launch an online course with ease and transparent comprehension. So what are the benefits of launching an online course anyway? Well, it could be the perfect source of passive income. One of the many advantages that come with launching an online course is that your presence isn't needed in order to earn income. Of course, it depends on the structure of your course. You need to invest in marketing, but after that, the the course pretty much runs itself. It doesn't have to take up a lot of time. It does take some time. The simple fact of only needing to do it once makes the whole process much more straightforward. If you are looking for the most effective way to earn a passive income with a smaller workload and less oversight, launching an online course is an ideal route to consider. Another reason is that you can expand your audience. Building monetary value is common sense. The bigger the market you cover, the more sales you you accumulate. What better possible way you can reach more audiences if not online? Online learning is available to anyone with an internet connection. By putting your course content online, your list of potential students expands exponentially from just students in your local area. There's also the aspect of working remotely. Like Sandra, it doesn't matter where you are, just like your students can be anywhere with an internet connection, you can also be there too. You can do a lot of work creating your course in a coffee shop or have your launch day on vacation in Bali. You can be anywhere at any time and still make sales. If flexibility in where and when you work is important to you, creating an online course could definitely be the right decision for you. Creating online courses is one of the most highly recommended businesses for many such as those stay-at-home moms who wish to make a living while still keeping an eye on their kids. It is also great for those who travel frequently or wish to start living the digital nomad lifestyle. Then there's the aspect of self-fulfillment. Online course creation is for people who find joy in the ability to impact others by sharing their knowledge of a particular niche. A great course is made by someone who has a passion for sharing their knowledge with others. In any circumstance, you may have seen people quit their regular jobs, so they may concentrate solely on creating course material on a particular topic. To these types of people, creating this material is more of a a hobby than it is a business. When they made their first online course, they discovered the joy of teaching others and they keep that positivity going through each new course they create. As the popular quote of by Confucius goes, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. That's the way I feel every day of the week. It's so exciting. Let's make sure you set up for a successful launch. Here's how to make it happen. Okay. So here's a step-by-step guide. When I set out to create an, an engaging course, I divide the creation process into smaller stages. This is the perfect perfect for quality assurance and makes me feel confident that every step of the way is covered in detail for my students and for my clients because I help my clients launch as well. The first phase, the pre-launch phase, is the most popular labor intensive. You will have to put in hard work now to set yourself up for an easier time later on. And I cannot stress this enough. People get this wrong uh, all of the time. Clients get it wrong. They think, oh, launching is easy, but there's a lot of content required upfront um, that is you know, required to actually have the most successful launch you can possibly um, imagine. The content is the biggest, let's call it the pain in the butt, for want of a better word, but you cannot imagine the amount of content um, uh, I suppose, course creators, business owners, entrepreneurs that get it wrong and think, oh, this is going to be easy. And then the getting the content ready is a lot harder than they ever imagined because there's just so many pieces uh, involved in, in launching a program. If you're overwhelmed, I've broken it down into baby steps and we can work on it together. Remember, I've got your back. And even if after going through this particular episode, you still have issues, I've left the link in the show notes. You can reach out to me uh, this is something I offer for my clients all of the time. I can help you launch your program uh, depending on your budget, etc. I've left a link in the show notes. You can head over to successunscramble.com forward slash EP, that's Echo Papa 257. So that's successunscramble.com forward slash EP 257. Okay, phase one, the pre-launch phase. Structuring your online course is one of the most important aspects of getting your online course uh, on the radio. Every niche, every topic has an ideal course breakdown that makes more most sense for new learners. What's your niche optimal outline? Think about the best way to deliver what you know to your students. What is the op- optimal order to teach your online course topic? Good structuring or even mapping doesn't stop at the course creation stage. It extends to marketing, upselling, pre-selling stages of your course. It's all about efficient planning, You'll want to have them plan to reach your target market with an online course. The outcome of proper structuring is high bounce rates and, and poor sales. Once you've put so much work into creating a course, you'll want to be sure that you have students in your class who want to be there, who need to be there. I'll teach you how to avoid common mistakes as we continue through this episode. Educate your target audience. Um, actually, before I jump into this thing, the, the reason, one of the reasons why you map out the course, and you'll, you'll find this in the actual um, the launch checklist that I've included even further down in this um, episode. Is the reason why you're mapping it out is you kind of, you want to get an understanding of a better understanding of who you're gonna be um, marketing your program, your course, whatever you want to, to call it to. Who you're marketing it to? What lead magnets you need to create? What your emails need to say? What needs to be included in your landing pages? Um, who is going to be the, the, your target audience is it someone who's a brand new beginner and you're going to teach them the beginning all the way through or are, you, are they do do they need to be at a certain level before they um, are ready to take your course so I can not emphasize how important mapping out or structuring your online course it's it gives you real clarity as uh, to your key messaging what are you going to say uh, um to and what are the pain points of your audience okay So let's look at Educate Your Target Audience. To succeed in this aspect, focus on telling prospects about the benefits of the course. Everywhere from your first email to your online ads, you'll want to show your potential students what you're all about and what value you can offer them. And if you haven't mapped it out properly, it will be a confused message. You'll be talking to all different kinds of people and your course probably focusing on one kind. So just map it out. Let's take Sandra's case, for example. Should Sandra want to educate her prospective audience, she would likely start by citing the advantages of her cooking and how lucrative it is to stick to the method she teaches in her course. Do people have to have previous experience cooking before they enter Sandra's course? Or is she teaching them how to cook from scratch? All the different methods of cooking. Um, You know, She has to know all of this. That way she can shed light on the course without letting the cat out of the bag. Of course, you want to show people what they what they will learn in the course, but also give, um, not to give so much of your knowledge away that you do not need to students people to become students or your potential ones to become students. Next is building an email list of potential customers. Many marketers are starting to believe that email list method of lead generation is old school. That is, it does not have a big impact that it once did. However, this is not the case for everyone. An email should still be part of your online course launch strategy, according to the latest report from Sinov, 93% of B2B marketers still leverage this method for all their own marketing activities, while 29% of online marketers still see it as the most effective channel of marketing. So if you are serious about growth as an online course creator, you should build a current email list for your present and future campaigns. You don't need to spend much time on this, but there are many techniques to garner up email signups once you set up the funnel or the, let's just say your email marketing properly, it will work for you. Um, I remember, (laughs) I'm laughing because I remember years and years ago, let's say I started this whole journey of learning online marketing about over 20 years ago. And I found it hard to believe that you can just put something out there and people will sign up. I just couldn't I couldn't put the two and two together like why would anybody just put in the details and why would people how could you grow an email list by just creating content it didn't make sense to me at first um, especially with someone like me from a sales background um, but because I was so accustomed to the offline methods that I couldn't see how I couldn't get my head around how the online methods work and I say over 20 years ago if you remember Google only came into existence as a search engine in, two, in the year um, 2000 so over 20 years ago, if you're listening to this podcast, depending on when you're listening, that's over 20 years ago that uh, Google was a thing. So people searching for um, your course over 20 years ago, you'll have to create content for you, for them to find it. Um, and yeah, I'm just laughing because I just couldn't believe it's something that can is real that could happen. And then when I created my first landing page and for people to opt in and people were actually signing up, I was just like, "There's no way, that's just impossible." <laughs> Anyway, as I was saying, so there are many techniques to garner email, email signups like gated content. This marketing technique restricts prospective consumers or clients or whatever you want to call them, access to the course until they provide an email address, Another method is discount method. In this case, you will offer them some kind of financial incentive, whether it be a percentage of a course or another kind of offering or free printable in exchange for the email address. This is one of the more common methods, and this is most likely because it's of its effectiveness. Plus, who doesn't love a good deal, right? The least effective strategy is social media uh, method because, you know, as you know, building a lesson from social media is hard. You can build a, grow a following, but it does not necessarily translate directly into an email list. However, if you, if you do it the other way around, where you build an email list and ask people on email list to follow you on social media, that would be a better way to do it. You all know how big social the uh, social media world is. I mean, the 2021 survey of Backlinko disclosed that there are approximately 4.48 billion social media users in, in the world, and Facebook was stopping it at 2.85 billion. Social media is huge. So do yourself a favor and leverage this channel if you if you can. To harness the power of social media, you'll need an engaged audience, obviously. Use a post content that resonates with your ideal clients. Build as much fan base as possible in your posts. Add catchy call to actions um, in the actual um, ca- uh, captions of your social media content that allows you to collect emails easily. Now, I'm also one of those people and I'm, I'm thinking back who launched um, one of my courses, one of my, let's say one of my offers, one for of a better word, on social media. And I didn't think anybody would buy it and people bought it. And I'm thinking like, hmm, okay, it's not as effective as email, but it works. That's the whole point, right? Depending on how engaged your social media following is, et cetera, et cetera, how, uh, and if, you're, if you're filling a need. The whole idea of building an email list is to one day use it for a powerful email campaign to pull off Uh, This process, you need two things, a good email campaign tool or email service provider and an email list obtained from your email list building efforts. I've noticed that there are many online course creators out there who are not familiar with how online tools work. Um, That's one of the the things I do for my clients as well. They don't like tech or if if they like tech, they just don't want to do tech and um, run their program at the same time. So they hire someone like me um, to run their tech backend while they focus on you know, fulfilling their program. So if you need help with that as well, again, head over to show notes, successandscrabble.com forward slash uh, EP257 to get access uh, to the show notes where I have links where you can book some time in my calendar and we can discuss uh, your your requirements in detail and see if there's something I can do to help you on a monthly retainer basis. Okay, so I'll explain everything in detail so you can make the best choices for your business. The most popular tools in email marketing realm, want of a better word, are Flowdesk. Like Flowdesk is one that um, is is made by creators, for creators making it perfect for your online course business. It can be used both for design to design and send emails. Flowdesk also allows you to create sales and checkout pages, link to those emails, making it truly a multifaceted tool. It also lets you continue to grow your email list with opt-in forms. Um, The email automation process is also intuitive and powerful. Okay, Powerful is probably easier. I'll use Powerful likely. It isn't as powerful as many other tools out there, but it's that's just it's it's um it can do the things that you want it to do, basic things. Flowdesk also offers a free 30-day trial. Uh Flowdesk is popular among entrepreneurs offering creative services because they make emails beautiful. That's what's popular, what makes Flowdesk Flowdesk. They've got really beautiful, um, attractive looking emails. Then there is Send in Blue. Um, It still conducts automated email marketing um, using a separate SMT bulk email marketing service, which means basically means that if it is you want your own IP, like if you're doing like a a massive campaign of, I don't know, trying to think of what's massive because I have clients with 20,000 people on the email list. So I guess that isn't massive. So if you have something like 100,000 people on your email list, which I doubt you'd have because you wouldn't be listening to my boring podcast. (laughs) But um, then you'd probably want something like Sendinblue, which they, they have their have, have own dedicated IP, and you want to make sure your list is always clean. And it's, you know, so I'm talking about Pro, this is is really simple, and then you have Sendinblue, which can be quite complex, heavy-going. The service is what propels automated email function from website platforms like WordPress. Like MailChimp, it is mostly used by e-commerce merchants and B2B companies to reach out to, their, to more customers. Here, you can upload your email list on Excel, Microsoft, Outlook, etc. This is perfect for new people in the email campaign business since it comes with simplicity. It can, you can use it. as a free option available. But I don't... Like, if you're looking for something real simple, Flowdesk and Mailchimp is probably the ones you'd go for. If, you just start, if you've just if you never done email marketing before, Flowdesk and uh, Mailchimp. Um, but if you want something more complex, your own standard IP, you have 100,000 people on your list... And 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 in saying that I know some people who probably never done email marketing in its truest sense before, but they've got a, a massive list um from you know doing something else and they've never done email marketing specifically, but they've got a big list. So there's that as well. Um so like I can mention if you are Nervous about starting out with email, Its a, a user experience will reassure you. Uh, what makes Sendinblue unique compared to other email service providers is the fact that they offer WhatsApp campaigns, heat map reporting, Facebook ad integration, marketing op- automation, and page tracking. Next, we've got my favorite active campaign. So one of my favorite email service providers in the world right now, as of this recording, is ActiveCampaign. When it comes to setting up um, complex, comprehensive funnel automations, you'll need a robust service that can trigger emails to God based on what actions people uh, on your list have taken. Act- yes, Active Campaign can achieve all of this and much so much more. Here are the number of features that I enjoy using with ActiveCampaign. I use it for myself, my clients, etc. They- you can do granular tagging. There's this goals feature when you're creating automations or funnels integration so you can integrate it with lots of other 3rd party tools either directly or using zapier triggers in the forms of lists tags link visits you know in always if people on your email list visit a, a shopping cart page active campaign can be triggered to do something like send them into a um uh what do you call that um abandoned card sequence for example Uh, segmenting. It's really good for segmenting. Reporting inside of Google Analytics. It's really good. You know exactly which email is bringing in money for you when you use Active Campaign. And then it's also good for evergreen campaigns as well. So if you're interested in using Active Campaign in your business and you need help with setting it up and maintenance and you want someone on your back end handling all the tech and integrations and all of that, Feel free to book sometime in my calendar. I've left the link again in the show notes. Head over to success on scramble.com forward slash EP257. So what are the other e- email campaign tools? That's not necessarily, I'm going to go into detail in them at all. So here's something like GetResponse. You've got MailerLite. That's free. Again, good for beginners. Aweber, Moosen, Zoho, ConvertKit is a very another very popular one that uh, people use as well. There are many, many tools out there. Consider the one that will work best for you and the success uh, of your online course. So if you want to want to start starting for free, 100% free, MailChimp has a free one, um, but it, the problem with the free one, it doesn't do automations. So at MailChimp, we've got um, MailerLite. Um, Sun & Blue has a free version. A number of them have a free versions, but MailerLite and MailChimp are probably... Uh, Flowdesk, not necessarily free, they've got a free trial, but um, yeah, those are the ones that you'd want to do if it is you want, looking for something free or low cost. Uh, Active campaign is also low cost, it's 15 bucks a month for less than 500 people on your email list, but if it is you've got more than 500, you're looking at about 30 to 35 bucks a month for active campaign. The concept of an email campaign is complex. There are many branches, strategies, and tools that factor into decision. The key is to know what you need and what will what will perform the needed actions for your business and reach um, as well as your marketing. Okay. So next on the list is optimizing your sales page. Now, there's two aspects to optimizing your sales page. There is making it findable I and mean then people find it, getting the conversions. So research shows that companies that optimize their sales page will most likely get twice their current sales. This makes sense since the more people that you that see your page, the more potential customers you have. According to research by Kissmetrics, the more sales pages you create, the more sales you make. So let's optimize your sales pages as soon as possible. Don't miss out on the, on the core sales by not optimizing. Formally, sales-based optimization is a marketing process that ensures that your product or sales page is easy to locate on the search engines as well as uh, you get high conversions. Search engines have uh, algorithms that rank the content they display with some tweaking. You can place your page higher on on the list, gain a larger amount of views from potential students. Now, I have to tell you. If you are launching your product offer, let's say offer for want of a better word, for the very first time, chances are people would not look for the name of your course because they don't know it's there. They might know it. They might be a problem aware in terms of they know they have a problem. They, they might know um, that there are lists of solutions out there, but they might just be looking for a problem. Say, for example, let's let's, let's give a really like high level example. Say I'm interested in Twitter marketing. What I will go in the search engines and do, I will go to search engines and type in the word t- Twitter marketing course. Okay, so if it is you are offering something like Twitter marketing, you might want to include that term on your sales page um, so people can find your course. But your name of your course might be different to Twitter Marketing course because that's too generic. You might have a nice fancy name like Twitter for Dummies or something, something like that. Um, and that will be the name of your course. Whereas what people are searching for is Twitter marketing course, which is something you might want to include on, on your sales page or even in any of your blog posts, any kind of um, launching content that you would like to include. Okay, so search engines have algorithms that rank the content they display with some tweaking. You can place your page high on this list and gain a larger amount of views from potential students. When a sales page is properly optimized, all the relevant information of the product or about the seller is displayed for the prospective student to consume. Sales page optimization does not happen, just happen. It requires the handiwork of a professional to make it really pop. And by pop, I mean views as well as conversions. So it's one thing to get people to find your page. It's another thing to actually get conversions. If, for example, you hire an SEO specialist to boost your site's visibility, they will do the following. Enforce your unique um, value proposition or USB. This proposition directly explains that what you're offering is all about, the value provided. It is all, all about what makes your online course a great way to learn the course content, what makes your online course better a better idea than any other there. You write a clear and compelling meta description. So, The meta description is a bit that you see the actual search engines on a search engine page. Um, following a text and headline is usually around 180 characters and it's the first chance at capturing user's attention. Think about a short and convincing summary of your offering and that's what your meta description really is. This is what will display on the search engine results page and a good meta description is essentially for getting potential students to click the link on your sales page. Of course, you can have the best meta description in the world, when that actually gets a click. But if you're on the bottom of page one or your page is on page two, then nobody's going to actually see this wonderful meta description that you created. You can also A, a- B, test your call to action. It's not a one-size-fits-all, of course, with um, landing pages. Everybody, well, even... Um, uh, SEO, it, it all comes with testing. You have to split test and keep trying and keep bettering what's out there until, you know, you get the click-through weight that you want. Um, testing out a slogan can drastically influence your sales. The best practice in SEO is to try different ways to state your call to action and use analytics tools to find which is most effective. Next, we've got the creating your course teaser. So course teasers or course trailers or hype events, there's so many different names they call it, are compelling invites that Use social media instruments to help your audience understand information being communicated to them. In addition to serving as a way to introduce potential students, so what you have to offer, they also generate excitement as you reach your launch date. You want students buzzing about starting your course and telling your friends, their friends. There are many ways to pull this off. The most common is a webinar or a five-day challenge. A webinar is a live interactive online presentation or conference in a webinar situation. Participants can actually ask questions, discuss topics, get relevant information in real time. The webinar method or course teaser is used by every industry or many industries, especially when they re- release a new product. Now, I must say or, or even um, put a pause there and, and help you realize webinars are great if the offer that you're selling is $500 or more. If you're offering, say, $497, $500, $1,000, $1,500, $3,000, $5,000, $10,000, webinar is, well, actually $10,000 is probably a webinar plus an application form. But the bottom line is, um, if it is your, your offer is less than that, say, $397, $97, $297, $77, $27, you a webinar is not gonna help you. You're probably better off doing something like a five-day challenge. In fact, anything under 97, a five-day challenge is probably what you need. Um for anything above 97. Anything under 97, you're probably just better off selling it via ads or something like that. So uh as someone hoping to get a wider audience it is only rational if you use the webinar method or course teasing and we must add Though that webinars and social media ads work hand in hand, and you will have to use the ads to send invites to prospective customers, um, students, etc. The webinar pitch them about the content, and it's it's a free training, obviously. Webinar, or some people call it a masterclass. Some people call it a summit. They call it all different names. Actually, a summit is more like many people at a time as, as well. Um, you must emphasize it in the ads as well. Any kind of content you putting out there. There's a free training telling them how to get a quick win. Okay, you yeah, send out send out an email to your list of subscribers for a live webinar. Then we appear on camera to sell your course and answer questions. So all of that is in phase one. Phase two is launch. It's your big day launching. What an exciting time your course is going live. Well, the course isn't going live straight away, but it will be going live soon when you launch it. All of that hard work is paying off. What's your budget? Do you know your timeline? What's your strategy? Okay, 20 questions. Let's go to the drawing board. Let's go through what you need to do to really get your online course out into the stratosphere. Hyping a product like an online course, whether paid or not, means telling your audience about its benefits in an exceptional way. You want them to be excited about what you have to offer and clear about what they will be learning and why it is good value. Again, this was mentioned way earlier. The features and benefits of um, your course is vital. When you map out your course, you don't even have to create it yet. What you need to figure out is what are the features and benefits? What's, what is what is, the, what is going to be included and how is that going to benefit your students? When pitching a new product, focus on the value provided rather than the deliverables. You have no idea how many people make this mistake. They keep saying, oh, this is what is included in lesson one, you get this. Lesson two, you get this. Lesson three, you get this. And all of that is good, but the problem is people don't buy based on deliverables. People buy based on how it's benefiting them. Why should they care? Um, what's what's How is that valuable to do? How is that going to transform my life? Inform about leading information, skills needed, and a 411 on what's included in the course without giving away your secrets. You'll want to have a well-coordinated marketing strategy. Consider where you will be placing your ads and what your budget will be. Consider investing in Google Ads as well as social media ads. Speaking of social media ads, don't neglect your free social media accounts either because people always, always do this. You see an ad. Uh, someone and you want to know if this person is legit what do they do you go and look at their look for their Facebook page you go and look for them on in instagram and on all the different social media platforms you look at their organic content to see if this person is legit because anybody can run an ad I've seen um people like I don't even know how they get ads get approved in Facebook but anyway I seen I've seen scammers run ads on Facebook and they're not legit and then what I do is to make sure it's real I go and look for them on Google. I could look for them in all the different platforms. I mean, I can't find them and realize it's actually not, or it's not to be, that's how I know uh, if this person is real or not. Though Facebook ads are powerful, marketing your uh, Facebook page itself is good as well. Create good posts that engage your audience and have a clear call to action. In addition to core sales being a call to action in your advertising, don't neglect lead magnet that will grow your email list. You will be continuing to utilize email marketing at this time. So you'll have like two separate ads running and once you have your funnel or your automation set up properly, people who sign up for your lead magnet, whatever that is, could be a workbook, a checklist or whatever it is. Um, then you have them going to another um, nurture sequence that will then invite them to the webinar or the five day challenge or whatever that is. Again, something I offer to my clients all the time. It's really quick and easy for me to set it up. Boom, 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 I'm done. The, the hardest part of setting up all of this automation is the content, the emails, the landing pages, the copied the images, the, you know, all of those fun things. In addition to your course sales being a call to action in your advertising, don't neglect your lead magnet that will grow your email list. You have an email, like I mentioned, your your list building, as well as people going to your, your ads going to your, your webinar. Some additional ideas include blog posts, being featured on other blogs, social media accounts, podcast appearances, really getting the word out there about your course launch. You want to create excitement and really start out strong. Phase three, post-launch. All the email lists you have built and all the contacts you've created on your social media page still have important roles to play even after the end of your sale. Um, So the launch sequence includes your webinar when you actually have the webinar or the five-day challenge. The five days, five to seven, five to 10 days after that first webinar, hype event, whatever you want to call it, is all part of the launch. And then once it's done, You can decide to either release a course straight away if you haven't created it yet no problem you spend the next week then creating the first lesson of the course and so on and so on and so on Um, but please note you've probably not converted all of the people all of us all the people who are on your list you have shown interest people who have shown interest in what you have to offer they probably didn't sign up or they probably didn't for whatever reason You keep engaging with them. You put them through a nurture sequence. In fact, some of the key post-launching techniques include gathering feedback and upselling. This is how you make your course better and more sustainable over time. Upselling means offering a higher price program, like for example, one-on-one coaching. So my course is $15.97, but if you want one-on-one coaching with me, it's $49.97 or $99.97 after the official closing. What the free edge because some people don't want to do a course, they want to fast track their 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 transformation, so they don't want to do a course. It will take them too long. They want results now, so they want your one-on-one coaching. What differentiates a normal selling process from upselling is that upselling comes with a higher value and is more expensive. The advantage of this is that it will even yield more profit and continue to increase your reputation. If your first online course was productive for you and your students, why not create more? For example, if I sell a course for one hundred dollars about plants, which obviously, if I'm selling a course for hundred dollars, it would not be a webinar. It would probably be a five day challenge. Students learn or a workshop. Students learn everything about plants, flowers, growing their own flora and fauna, and they love it. I can upsell these students by marketing and add on. To the course about soil irrigation techniques, or how to grow their own spice plants, see how that works. Consider what you can track on and as a bo- sorry, what you can tack on as a bonus value to your current offering. There's so much. I mean, in a podcast, it's impossible to cover everything to do with launching. You guys, you have no idea how amazing and exciting launching is, and how many bonuses you can add on, and how exciting the process can be. Chances are your good students want to continue to grow their knowledge to make sure you are ready to fulfill their need. Feedback is compelling. It's a major driving force in your in an upselling process. What did well and what fell flat. Make improvements and launch further updates to simulate sales and improve products. If your students are consistently telling you that you've, they felt they had no way of gauging their process or their, their progress in the course... Add quizzes or, or what they call surveys or what you call them assessments as well at each stage of the course. After lesson one, add a, add a quiz. After lesson two, add another quiz or survey. If they, they felt that they learned more than they expected, add that to your marketing. Use their feedback, both both convert more students, but also to improve what you have created. So now here is the handy dandy checklist. Even if you don't have a pen and paper to hand, or you're driving, or you're on the bus, or maybe you're on a a plane. Well, if you're on a plane, you can probably write, but you probably don't have a pen to hand, and the the pen is in the luggage up above in the overhead compartment. No problem. You can head over to success forward slash EP257 to get access to this handy dandy lunch checklist. So here we go. Having a lunch checklist is one of the secrets to reducing human error. Trust me, human error happens a lot in launching because there's just so much to do when you're launching and it increases the possibility that your launch will be successful. Okay, I've broken down the launch checklist into six stages. Stage one, 12 weeks out. I'm actually putting a timeline here. The If you want to get the best launch results possible, you should start 12 weeks before launching. 12 weeks is the optimal, most lucrative, most successful way to start 12 weeks out. So if you're launching um, something in three months time, now is a good time to start, okay? In 12 weeks out, what you do? You map out your course content, outline the features and benefits, cre- um, create the messaging for the content strategy, as in you don't create the actual content and messaging, but you create the messaging. What am I going to say? Who am I? Who is my target audience? What do they need? What are their pain points? What am I going to say to them? How I'm gonna say it? How am I gonna work the pain points into that? What's the call to actions in, in the lead map? What's the call to actions in the webinar? What's the call to actions in the on the sales pages? You map it out. You just you're just doing the messaging, and then the, the fourth um, step of stage one is you're going to um, write and gather the content. And I say write and gather simply because it. It may require you to reach out to other people who, who um, like for example, testimonials or you know, other people who who might uh, add to the process. Um, you might reach out to um, people who would. Um, what's what I'm looking for? Who might have a similar list like yours, and you want to collaborate with them? So it's important at this stage of the game to um see who else like like take some time and really hone in on like what you need for this content this this stage of the game oh my goodness I couldn't tell you enough how many people get it wrong they you know it's it's super 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 duper important that you do all of the creating of the actual content. I'm not talking about building the actual Landing page itself. I'm talking about the actual copy, the images. Do it on a take out a uh, Google Doc and write out the copy for this the sales page, write out the copy for the landing pages, for the thank you pages, for all of the emails, for pre launch, post launch, during launch sequence. Just write out everything. All the social media images, create all of them, all the social media captions, the hashtags write out all of the content. The lead magnet, create the the PDF document for it. Um, The actual um, landing page for the lead magnet itself, what is going to be said on that opt-in form. Um, The webinar page, create a copy for that. You know, every single thing that requires content, copy, any kind of writing, anything, images, get them all done and does it. Because this is the number one thing that slows down a launch process. Hands down. I've done it before. I've, I'm a certified launch manager. You've got to trust me on this one. This is the thing that keeps back any launch every single time because people underestimate what is needed or how much time is needed to create all of this content. Okay. Now, I know that I've, I've bore you to death with begging you and pleading you to create the content. Let's move on. Stage two. Ten weeks out. So I think I'm giving you two weeks to create all of this content, get it reviewed, get it... Approved and everything. Ten weeks out, what you're going to do is now is you're going to take that content and you're going to build out the entire funnel. You're going to schedule those social media posts. You're going to build out all the emails in the sequence inside of an email email marketing platform or email service provider. You're going to build out all the launch the the, um landing pages, all the sales pages, all the thank you pages, all the webinar pages. You're going to um, if you're going to run a webinar, you are going to um create go to webinar platform there are lots of them out there easy webinar webinar jam um ever for easy for evergreen, um, evergreen funnels uh demio um there are many many of them out there I would advise you to use Zoom because Zoom webinars, it might be exciting and thing, but you want to be able to track every stage of the process and you want it build up because Zoom requires so much manual effort. You want something that's automated in the background so you don't have to worry about, you know, doing anything manual. It's all automated. Again, if you need help doing this, I'm your girl. I can help you build this all out. No problem. All the tagging and all the technical bits. I love it. I, I love doing things like that. Okay. Your, your check-out, your civics that are using card for, for picking payments, or maybe using Kajabi's check-out. You're building out everything. And you're probably thinking, why is this important? You've got to trust me. <laughs> the one thing that keeps everyone back is having all of this ready. Okay, this is 10 weeks out. So I'm giving you another two weeks to build out all of your funnels, all of the integrations, everything. Stage three, eight weeks out, you're going to start a pre-launch process by promoting your lead magnet so that you can grow your email list. Okay, you're probably thinking, well, why didn't I grow the email list before? The problem is that you, you couldn't grow the email list before because you didn't have the funnel re- ready. But now that you have the funnel ready, now you can start growing your email list. 10 weeks out. I mean, that's a lot of time to build. I mean, if it is you've 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 really clarified your message and you have, you're very clear on who your target audience is, this is going to be easy. Easy, because you have to speak their language and everything. Anyway, so this is it. Eight weeks out, you start growing your email X. Four weeks after that, it's stage four. And what you're going to do is actually um, continue with the pre-launch process by promoting your webinar, your five-day challenge, your workshop, your whatever it is you're going to do. This is four weeks out. And, and believe me when I tell you, clients, I've seen clients and other people out there who start promoting their webinar and their workshop one week away, days away. That's, that never works. You, you're you going to set yourself up to fall flat on your face. You need to do this four weeks out. And based on a whole lot of things like tracking and reports, analytics, uh, heat mapping, you'll know what's working, what's not working, how to tweak it. And you keep tweaking that process and honing it and honing it until you're getting this looking like clockwork, especially if you have ads running to the webinar landing page. From day one, it's not going to, it's the chances that are from day one, it's not gonna work from the first week. You're gonna to have to do a lot of tweaking to get it really fine tuned. Okay, so that's four weeks before launch. Two weeks out, you actually run the webinar, the five day challenge, the workshop, and everything. So two weeks, you have two weeks of promoting your hype event or your webinar or your workshop or your cha- or your um, five day challenge or whatever it is you're running. You, pro- you promote it for two weeks and then you run it. You run it. After you run it, then you, at the end of it, you open the cart. So if you're doing a five-day challenge, on day three, you start talking about the they start talking about whatever they're offering. Um, but I, um, I I have this whatever um, group program that you can join if you want to get more results and whatever it is. You start promoting in day three with a webinar. You do it straight away at the end. And you leave the cart open for between five and seven. Some people leave it open for 10 days, but five and seven days is the normal industry standard. They it open for five to seven days. It's going to be quiet in the beginning. Sorry, it's going to be busy in the beginning. Some people buy in the beginning. It's going to be quiet in the middle. So on the very first day, some people get nothing because I have had clients launch and on the very first day, they get nobody buying. After you know they've done the webinar, nobody bought. And then what happened? Is this two days before the card close? People start buying, or even like after a day later, and then one another one, another one. And then as soon as the twenty four hours before the card close is when everybody rushes to buy. It's just the normal behavior. So if it's if it's very quiet and you're not getting any sales at all, you get one or two sales. They like can get probably one buying on the day one, one buying day two, but a large majority of the sales come at the very end, the last twenty four hours before the card close. If it is you want people to buy uh, earlier, here is a trick that you need to do. You need to have disappearing bonuses. Disappearing bonuses means that you have like, for example, on this. if you buy this workshop today, which is the day that you have the the very first day of the the, the webinar, like you launch a webinar, you buy today, you're gonna get these five bonuses. However, if you buy tomorrow, which is 24 to 48 hours later, you're going to lose out on one of the bonuses. You're going to remove one of the bonuses from the actual um, offer. So if you want to get all five bonuses, you need to buy all of this up front. And you get a much higher amount of people buying, front-loading the buying process as opposed to back-loading it. Giving people a reason to buy now as opposed to buying when the cart is about to close. On the very last day, you close the cart. No messing. Close the cart because you're going to have to create a first lesson. So up to now, you haven't created a single lesson yet. And I know that sounds really scary. But the thing is, if nobody buys, then you don't have to create a lesson. But okay, let's not be so negative. Someone's going to buy it. So if someone buys, five people buy, 10 people, 20, then you create a first lesson. And they send it out. They release the lessons uh, every week. So at least, or even every two or three days, depending on how big your lessons are. Your lessons shouldn't be more than 20 minutes long. 10 minutes long, depending on what your lesson is all about. You don't want people there, an hour-long lesson. That's just too long. Okay, so close the card, create a first lesson, release a lesson to the buyers. And that's a checklist there. So head over to successonscramble.com forward slash EP257 to get access to the show notes and that handy-dandy launch checklist. So when should you go live with your course? As soon as the first lesson is ready, take it live. That's it. Or when you're... They, when Students look down, they'll see all of the lessons unavailable because you can drip feed the lessons to them. You heard that right. You should make it available as soon as possible. How fast do information and advancements in your niche evolve? In tech, the information and processes are ever-changing. For example, in my world of marketing and tech, uh, I remember I wrote a book back in 2009 and two years later, the book was out of date because technology had moved on. Trust me, <laughs> if you're in that niche, you got to move fast. The information and processes are ever-changing. A minute delay can lead to so many changes that render the entire course obsolete. Delay is dangerous in business, making your courses available as soon as possible is the best precautionary measure. Additionally, launching a course allows you to improve the course and generate more buzz. As we covered before, feedback from students is a powerful tool. Those early students can help you figure out what is and isn't working, and allow you to make changes. You can use their testimonials as a selling point on your sales page. They can write reviews if you are offering your course on an online course platform like Udemy. I wouldn't advise you to use Udemy, but if it is you have to, then off you go. Don't forget word of mouth. If your course content is valuable, these these early students are sure to help you spread the word for you. So launching your online course is a phase-by-phase process that absolutely rocks if you take it in stride. It's your creation and once you have it up and running, it does the work for you basically. You know that you have viable knowledge and you're passionate about sharing it with others. Before you head out and get creative, let's recap. You want to be ready for the best successful launch of your online course offering after all. The structure is everything. Remember to map out the structure, because without the structure, you're not going to know what to say in your messaging. <laughs> Don't put the card before the horse. Map it out correctly and strategically, strategically with the logical flow of the content. You want to deliver high-quality, high-value material to your students, after all, in addition to letting down your students, a poorly designed course won't generate additional sales. Launch via email lists and webinars. If it is, your course is above $500, or you can launch via workshop or five-day challenges. Your target audience wants to ask questions before they buy, and you should be present to deliver it. Get the help you need with launching um, by heading over to the channel successunscramble.com forward slash ep epcopapa 257 You get a link to my calendar so you can book some time, and we can discuss your requirements. Don't stop when you've completed the launch. Don't stop until you've completed the launch. Keep in stride with the current market trends and ride the week. This episode of the Success Unscrambled podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe to be the first to learn how to exponentially grow your coaching business with more tips and tricks in tech, marketing, and systems. That way you can become more profitable, allowing you to hire a supportive team. Remember to leave a five-star rating with valuable feedback so that we can continue to bring you content that gives you results. See you on the next episode.